Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best-kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, what's happening out there? You are tuning in to Bolt Brady and his bro. It's the best place to get your sports gambling information. We are here to talk week 14 NFL with our guy, Bolt. What's happening? Not much. I'm not a fool. I'm just old school. That's Big Dion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, How great is that? We we have some Boulder roots, for those of you that don't know us. We we used to live there when we were younger. Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. So we are juice that primetime's bringing his game and get that program out of the gutter. Yeah, that's sweet. He's telling people, hey, if you want to transfer and get in the portal, no problem. Makes more room for people coming in. Yeah. How's that for your first team chat for the guys that are still there? What's happening? You guys are pretty garb. So go ahead and enter the portal so we can open up some more roster spots. Yeah, because uh, you know people are juiced. At, there was like some ridiculous number, like 100 recruits already reached out to him about wanting to come there. And then... Uh, where did it say the offensive coordinator was coming from? Kent or whatever? Kent State, the head coach. I guess he was the youngest college hire a couple years ago. He's some sort of offensive whiz. Uh, he's like 36-ish now, I think. Yeah, he was 31, but apparently they, they run the super up-tempo offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, they, were, they ran the quickest plays in college football or top three or something like that. So they get up, up and down the field. And then it said uh, Mike Zimmer, the former Vikings coach, is going to most likely come be the D coordinator. He's been consulting him at his Jackson State job. Yeah, it's just like being a good CEO. You know, you get great management around you, and then, you know, you run the whole show. So that's what Big Dion's going to plan on doing. Yeah, it's going to be start rocking the CU gear again here. Get, yep. him, get him to at least win some games. Yep. I'm, they used to always have awesome gear, so... I'm sure Prime Prime will make sure they got other good CU gear to wear. Yeah, and some of the guys that were probably on the fence about, you know, they liked him and they were like, well, I mean, we're going to, there's no TV games hardly at Jackson. Like CU, at least you're kind of on the map. Totally. Yeah, he'll be a legend cruising around the Boulder Mall. Yep. Pearl Street Mall. I just don't know how long he's going to stay in town if he does get him like decent because people always come take their coaches after a few years. Yep, but they'll take it. We'll See, take the ride while he's there for yep, sure. Yep. How about the big NFL? Or you were uh, you were VIP at the Kings game, so I don't know how much of the games you saw on Sunday. I watched the mornings, and then um, I was watching my boy Deshaun Watson kind of try to give it away. <laughs> luckily, luckily, defense and special teams covered that one for me. Wow. Well, I know you. You had he was your big plan for fantasy football. And he was a little rusty after 700 days. Well, he he needs he needs to iron it out a little bit here. But that just the Texans are god awful, right? Well, so they gave up what was it three touchdowns due to defense and special teams. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so so I, I saw that one, uh, and then I also I liked the the Vikings was the other one there they held against the Jets. I said. 
Hold on on the Jets there. Oh, did you take the Vikings? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, you got you got lucky twice. No. Yeah, that's two games because... And our friend Patty from Minnesota, she shot us an email, and she said that we're not giving, just like everyone, not giving the Vikings respect, but you were giving the Vikings respect. You took them. Yeah, I thought I thought the Mike White, you know, he he's better than what they had going maybe with Wilson. That, that's yet to be decided here. I just thought they were media hyped there going into a tough road game. That, that's no gimme. No, no, that's not a bad call. I will say, though, that Minnesota won the turnover battle 2-0. to zero. They were 3-for-3 three three in the red zone versus the Jets. You ready for this? They were 1-for-6 in the red zone and still outgained Minnesota by 206 yards, and the game was still in Minnesota's favor. Once again, they get lucky. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, Kirk Cousins was under 200 yards passing. And then the corners for the Jets, they do, you know, they're young guys, but they keep doing it every week. They're shutting down these top receivers. Jefferson had like seven for like 47. So, I mean, Sauce and DJ Reed can clamp it down when they need to. Well, I wasn't going against them last week. I stayed off it. But, Patty, I'm sorry. This is the week the Vikings go down. They take on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Everyone's offensive darling. <laughs> well, Detroit does score um, 30 points a ball game or more at home. They actually have the longest um, against the spread streak right now. They're 4-0 their last games. And how how do they match up? So I looked into them like, okay, I already like this matchup. I'm like, because I don't, th- the Vikings, I mean, come on. They really don't even need the game. You know, these guys are, they're going to win the, <clears throat> the NFC North. How much matter, to, how much does this game matter to them? Detroit, last time they played by them, Detroit was up double digits on them at two different times on the road. So now they're at home. And I looked into her the last three games against the Vikings. Detroit's actually 3-0 against the spread. So not only do they have a 4-0 against the spread streak going right now, total in the NFL, 3-0 against the Vikings. They're actually 4-1 last five against the Vikings against the spread. First best bet, big Detroit minus the two and a half. Right when Patty's clamoring for you to give him some props. I know. Sorry, Patty. (laughs) Can't do it this week. But, you know, I've been talking about the point differential, right? So once again, they have a whopping 10 points difference between how much they've scored and given up. And and that's the worst ever for a 10-2 and team. Just put that in perspective. Okay, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles have lost one game. Their point differential is 112 points. Vikings, 10. Just means they're in a lot of close ball games that they win, which you have to give them credit for, right? You can't just say, like, they're saps. They're not saps. But they're going to get caught here with their pants down, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I told you that a few weeks ago. It, the, if you went back to last year, the team that was losing all the one-score games, it was the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And to start this year, it was the Raiders were 0-6 in those one-score games. So they have figured out a way to pull these out, and the record shows you that. So that's what I think the Raiders, who are on a little hot streak, it's like they'll be like this next year most likely. 
Um, right. Well, or what it was is the Raiders were that were the Vikings last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you go to next year, oh, and, and the Raiders probably can't make the playoffs with where they are. But it, they pull these out next year, then they're the one that's ten and two. Right. Well, um, except we've been backing up the Raiders the last few weeks, and they haven't been letting us down. No, but n- now Vegas is kind of starting to to join in on the hype, though. That you know they're they're the Thursday game this week, and they're favored by six at the Rams. Mm, yes, the Rams. Uh, so I took the Rams in the circa this last week, the plus seven and a half against Seattle, and uh, I shared that pick with one of our friends, and he's like, "Wow, I can't believe you're taking the Rams." I'm like, "Well, there's that. There's gets to be a point." Where they're giving you too many points, you know, and you got to take it. Yeah, the Rams are terrible. Right. But Seattle's defense is terrible also, and they were on the road, and we'll take the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the Cowboys started to pile on at the end of their game against the Colts, and so <sighs> here you go. You look at the lines this week, and it's like it's 17 for the, the Texans are coming to the Cowboys. It's like, that's getting up there. Uh, and I hate to say it, that was a game I was on the wrong side of. That was another one of my Circa picks. I had the Colts plus the 10 and a half. How about when you're going into the fourth quarter, it's 21-19. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're balling. And to make things worse, I started to end game the Colts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they had four turnovers in the fourth quarter and oh my I mean I turned it off obviously and then I I don't know why I was glancing back at my app every once in a while my my phone just to think maybe they're coming back and right. it just got kept getting worse and worse my, Matt Ryan can't hold on to the ball and the turnovers turn into touchdowns real quick. Is that guy quick, Rick, too? God. When he tries to get out of the pocket, he looks like a 85-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Saturday and Ryan experiment is... Oh, it, it's, it's done? <laughs> I would think so. Speaking of Saturday, okay, it gets a little old, like when the media, okay, so they, they start the game, or it's like in the middle of the game, and they go, Jeff Saturday. He'll do anything for this franchise. He's really firing up the squad, and they start to get like that voice going. It's like in between quarters or whatever, and you're like, save it. <laughs> like It just sounds so stupid. Right. He'll do anything for this franchise. The, the Fox commercial voice. Yeah, it's just like the it's like the sideline reporter, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like they'll go, Jeff. So what do you think about this game? And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're like, thanks, Jeff. He's like, mm-hmm. and then that's when they're like, he'll do anything for this franchise. Right. <laughs> and they're four, eight and one. <laughs> I don't know. But one of the things that I saw this weekend that was that was badass is, <clears throat> you know, the Rams were playing Seattle, like we said, and. Um, Jalen Ramsey and DK were just yapping back and forth the whole game. So, um, you know, like Jalen must have been saying something like, I'm sticking with you. And so um, DK went in motion, right? He's motioning from like the right side of the offense over to the left side. And um, Jalen stays there. And so so DK waves him on. He's like, come on, big guy. Right. Come with me wherever I go on this whole field. He's doing it. As the play is going on. Right. You want a piece of this? See if you can shut her down. Come on, dog. If you could shut me down, come with me wherever I go. (laughs) That was awesome during the play. Yeah. I don't know how he wears those dark shields everywhere he plays. DKR? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, It does make some of the guys look badass, though. 
Right, just the vision though of like the receiver if it's up in the sky, it's just kind of a weird one for me. He's teeny. I mean, he's a. You know who else is teeny is is Debo for the San Francisco Forty ers Like his legs. Yeah. I mean, they'll do like a little screen pass to him, and you know, like two guys try to tackle him. He's like, it's not happening. You know, he'll plow for another seven yards. Just pure like bowling ball fire hydrant. Um. So I watched. Did you get a chance to watch the Niners game, or, or were you at the Sacramento Kings I, game for that? I had it on. I mean, I could see parts of it. Um, in the stadium, you were watching it. We had a tube. It was. Um. But we had the Niner line there, so that was a good one for us. Yeah. No. 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 I know that was a great one, but they they looked real good. Joey Bosa. Finally, not you know playing at a hundred percent. Not hurt. Nick. No, oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Yeah, Joey is hurt on the Chargers. Yeah, no, Nick. I mean, Nick was just a freight train coming in there, mm-hmm. and Big Two looked like the deer in the headlights. I mean, he didn't know what was happening, right? Because these aren't the JV squads anymore. No, exactly. We're on we're on the strong road trip here, like we said, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some problems. There was it was they were in the third quarter, like the end of the third quarter. Excuse me, middle of the third quarter, and Miami had only been on the other side of the 50 yard line for four offensive plays. Mm -hmm. They were getting dominated. I mean, they scored the first play of the game. How about that? (sighs) That was sweet. When you have the Niners minus four, I'm listening to the radio because I'm cruising to go get some food for the family, and they're doing all that pregame talk. I'm like, okay, power off on that. I don't need to hear that shit. And then, like, five minutes later, I turn it on. Okay, I'm like, the game should be going. They go, oh, Miami, 7-0. I go, whoa, what happened? I think it was the first play of the game. They do the tight end. Like, they throw it to the tight end, and he goes to the house. Yeah, and they got a couple long ones, too, to one to Waddle and one to Tyreek. But the Niners go, let's buckle this down. It doesn't matter who we have at quarterback. It could be Brock Purdy from Iowa State, and we'll still roll him. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, which means you're the last draft choice of the NFL, number pick number 264, and that is the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy, for the Niners. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. So, I mean, you know, sometimes those guys come in and they can handle like a half or a few quarters and then... Once the other team watches some tape, I mean, these guys will probably dive into some college tape on this guy, so they're ready for him this week. Gets a little tougher, but so this, the game plan gets simplified and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you, this is when we really need to lean on the run game, because then if the run game gets going, he can do the play action, and you know the play action opens up things quite a bit. They're playing Big Tom in the Bucks. Yeah, did you watch the Bucks uh, last night, Monday Night Football? Uh, I did, and it's uh, it's very rare for me to say this, but I didn't have any action on the game. I mean, I told the family, "Hey, do you guys want to throw the Christmas movie on?" Because, but we still watched it, and <laughs> <laughs> we still watched it, and they were saying, "Hey, Dad, do you think?" Uh, you think Tom's going to lose here, like in the fourth quarter? And I'm like, yeah, he is. It was not a good watch. I mean, they they couldn't move the ball. You know, his, they keep saying how bad their O line is, and it, it's some patchwork. Uh, they just, you know, if they're not running it, he doesn't have much time to throw it. Right. So they couldn't score. And it, I mean, it wasn't until those last three minutes they got the two touchdowns. <laughs> was it the last three minutes? Well, the Saints, once again, play calling was terrible. It's third and one, and they're passing it, you know, just saving time. And as soon as it was fourth down and they kicked it, I go, that's ball game. Uh, Tommy's going to win it now. And then they didn't even get a good punt. And I go, that's really ball game. Right. You want to give Tommy the ball in the 45? <laughs> what are the chances there? It's 
a hundred percent that Tom wins the ball game. Yeah, and sure enough. So, um, interesting stat here to take with you, though. Uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks terrible against the spread the last eight games, but the market doesn't really react to it. So, even the Chiefs, you ready for this? One win, six losses, one tie. Their last eight games against the spread. Hmm. Tommy two and six against the spread. So, you know, because they didn't cover last night. They won by one, and the spread was three and a half. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's having a hard time winning games, let alone cover, like, these field goal win spreads. Right. So now I think they're getting the three and a half against the Niners. The over-under is only, like, 39. Um, I mean, I don't know what my take is on that game right now. My initial reaction is I'll take the under on that ball game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, as bad as Tampa's offense looked there, we don't know what Purdy's going to do for a full game. So it, it's a tough one to really say the Niners can handle them. But I, their defense is going to bring it, and Tom's going to have to get rid of it quickly. Is uh, Are they, are the Nines going to bring in another quarterback here? They signed the, the guy, journeyman Josh Johnson. So uh, He was on the Broncos practice squad. I mean, who is that guy? He's been on the Niners in the past. I mean, he's been on probably 12 different teams. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, so he was he was in Broncos camp and he's been there all year. He's he's on their practice squad. Oh, that, he's on Tampa Bay for a long time. Oh, he he literally has been on like 12 squads. For sure. He has one win as a starting quarterback in the NFL. In fact, in fact, I think he went to college at University of San Diego. I think yeah, I think you're right. Which is a small, small school. Because I looked that guy up, like beginning of the year. I'm like, who is this dude? And yeah, he's been everywhere. Okay, I didn't realize he was on the Niners. That's what threw me off. They, they just signed him Monday morning. No, but that he'd been on him before. Oh that, yeah, that's what threw me off. Um, I never knew that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he played for the University of San Diego, and then he played like, dude, he played in all those. Sh- crappy leagues usfl the one like the rock it tried getting off the ground or whatever <laughs> it's still going is it it's an off-season league wow those things are bueno yeah um i mean it's good for the players that they get more <clears throat> visibility to try to make it to the show but for the fan sure i'm turning that on we're going to birmingham alabama for the home game well i mean i you know party down in Birmingham, but I don't know. The, watch that squad. No, every game is played there for that one league. Every game? I think the whole league, they all play at the same stadium. Because <laughs> they all live, they have to make them live down there for like the eight weeks or whatever. Uh, oh, really? Wow, okay. I mean, I don't knock the players, like I said, just another chance to, to get seen, to make it to the show, but man, that's interesting. I would not watch those ball games. So yeah, he's been, I mean, you could throw <clears throat> the dart at the board on the, the NFL teams. He's been on one of them. So that's their that's their plan, huh? They're, you know, and then there's the the Baker maybe rumor, but I don't know if they want that. Hmm. Right. Well, so per I don't know Purdy running the rest of the way here. That's that'd be a great story. Yeah. Well, I mean, once again, he's got the defense to lean on. So, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, what else you got your eye on this week? Um, for sticking out to me, I, th- I, we were talking about the dolphins earlier. I think, I think this road trip is going to be tough for them. I, the chargers are getting points at home. Mm. They're getting three or three and a half. I believe I saw three and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I think the chargers can win this game. So I'm not going to disagree with that, but, um, I'm not going to agree with it. I saw a brutal stat for the chargers. Okay. You ready for this one? So 
James Conner, running back for the Cardinals, used to play for the Steelers. Um, did I think he fought off some like diseases in the past, right? Uh huh. Um, so he's a total badass, like mentally and stuff. But just as far as like being a running back these days, I mean, I just think the ship has sailed. And because like when I watch him, I'm like, dude, like there's not another running back that could come in for that guy. He's just not very fast and stuff. So anyway, I, I'm you know I was correct when I'm like, dude, this guy hasn't rushed for over a hundred yards in two years, and he rushed for a buck twenty versus the Chargers. Hmm. <laughs> so that's a little scary. <laughs> well, Miami's strength, you know, well, their offense is their strength here. But I just the Chargers defense needs to step it up with Mac and Bo. They keep saying Bose is close, so I'm not sure if he'll try this week, but he'd make a huge difference. Dude, how how often does that guy play? I mean, he's out easily fifty percent of every season, right? But I mean, you could see it with the Niners with with Tua when when it doesn't have that time. There's a that accuracy and stuff's not quite as accurate. Oh, I know when those guys come humming off the end, it's trouble. But I mean, the Chargers, <laughs> Keegan Allen. I don't know if you've watched any of that game, but um, you know we we suggested the Raiders in the teaser last week, so that was nice because they didn't even need the points. But Keegan Allen like scored. Keenan. Keenan, sorry. He he scored a um from Cal Berkeley. He scored a touchdown and before he like almost even caught the ball, he started talking trash to the fans and like the defensive backs for the Raiders. It was hilarious. He's like doing the the, the yapping motion with his hands. Right. He's like yap, 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 yap as he's yapping at everyone. <laughs> um but I mean you know, he's a baller, and then I don't know what the deal is with Mike Williams. and um, Ankle. Yeah, so, but yeah, I think that's a national televised game, right? It's the Sunday night game, yeah, yeah. The, the 520. I'm sure the Chargers will come to play there. Mm-hmm. They were kind of going over some of the, you know, watching the Tampa last night, kind of like where they line up for the playoff matchups currently. And, you know, Tampa's going to win the division, so it's a home game. Mm-hmm. So currently it'd be like Dallas is coming to them. Wow. That'd be a boat race. You would think, yeah. You know, Dallas sometimes can choke in those big moments, but you would think their defense would put the heat on Tommy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's going to be legit. I can't wait for the playoffs to come. Uh, Well, I'll tell you a game that I like, and uh, it involves my boy Kyler Murray here. Mm -hmm. I have him circled. Did you? You, you, do you like them against the Patriots as well? Yep, they had the week off. Yep, little little turmoil, controversy with him and the coach once again. They tried to patch it up, but Kyler just can't help himself. But <laughs> I, I like them here. Yeah, uh, I mean, Big Mac Jones going on the road, favored over Kyler. Come on, I mean, wrong teams favored here. I'm sorry. I mean, I you know you look at the records or whatever, but I mean, Mac has he's thrown a whopping seven touchdowns this year with seven interceptions and the Patriots lead the NFL in turnovers. They've got 17 turnovers. I mean, they've only played 13 games here. So, and that, that's another national televised game. I believe Is that it's the, a Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You don't think Kyler's going to show up on front of national television. So best bet Arizona plus the one and a half. And then hold on. I've got a more here. What if we also bump them up to the seven and a half? Get serious. Kyler on Monday night at home with seven and a half. Okay. And then how about this? Get ready for this on the other end. The Bengals. They play Cleveland. Woo. 
That squad is bueno. Mm. We're going to move the Bengals down to a pick them at home. Come on. Come on. Is that maybe the teaser of the year right there? <laughs> We're giving not just one special today, but three. <laughs> Dial 1-800. And we'll give you the three best picks. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Cleveland's going to be a little better than they were. Uh, but since he's starting to hum, I mean, they looked great against the Chiefs again. Yes, they did. And um, Cleveland already waxed the Bengals on Halloween, if you recall. That game was on oh, national yeah. television. I think that might have been the Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday night, Halloween maybe. Anyway, um, so there's the revenge factor there. The Bengals, yes, uh, they've beaten the Chiefs three times in year 2022 now. Because both of those games last year were played in January, and then they beat them again here. So, and by the way, you want to talk about throwing the TV out the window? You were at the basketball game, so you might not have seen it. Chiefs are so the Chiefs get down fourteen to three, and my son goes, "Dad, they might be in trouble here." And I go, "Let's hold the horses here." I go, "Last time it was the Bengals that were ahead or behind." Now it's the Chiefs that were behind and going to come back. And sure enough, Patty does what Patty does. And we're up 24-20 with the ball driving. Five minutes left. We just crossed the 50 with Kelsey. And he decides to fumble. You got to be shitting me, buddy. Oh, my God, dude. Shitting me. He fumbles. (laughs) The Bengals get the ball, come down. Score the touchdown, and they win 27-24. Oh, I was pleased. The Chiefs did have a chance, though, with the kick to tie it at the end. The 55-yarder or whatever outdoors. I mean, come on. Uh, I heard someone, by the way, I heard uh, a handicapper talk about that on his podcast today, and he was like, all the snapper has to do is snap the ball and make sure that the laces are facing the right way. And I go, dude. You have no clue what you're talking about. You think the snapper controls where the laces are when the guy catches it? That is the responsibility of the placeholder to catch it. Whoop, spin it around. You may be wondering how I know this. I did it for every game of my entire career. Because <laughs> the guy with the good hands has to be the holder. That is true. That is true. Cannot have bad hands and be the placeholder. Did you see Jamar Chase's uh, catch on this? It was out of bounds, but he kind of went up with the one hand. Yes. Uh, those guys, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate a good catch. Um, I, you could I, someone mentioned it a year or two ago. They're like, "Hey, these guys are great athletes." They go, "But the gloves these guys wear nowadays with the tack stick them right. You can just see like it, how it just sticks into that thing. It's like, Boop. yeah, dude. You could even I could even see it last night. Tom Brady had the the glove on, and I was just looking at it, and he, he could comb his hair looking at the reflection of that thing. It's so <laughs> sticky. Oh, there's a spray too that you know for some of them. Right. Slap a little extra on there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Those gloves are unreal nowadays. They were they were good, you know, 15 years ago. I could only imagine them now. Mm-hmm. Like you got a pair from a CU player back in the day, threw them at you. Mm, uh, several times. Um, I would go down and ask Barry Sanders. I think I said that before on this podcast. I tried to get his gloves one time when they played Colorado, and he goes, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> These are mine, bud. <laughs> I got one other one here. I liked uh, Seattle is at home and Carolina's coming to Seattle. Yeah. And the Hawks are minus three and a half. And you like the Hawks? Yeah. I know Carolina had the week off and they're going to go with Sam Darnold. Um, they've stuck in some games and their defenses look pretty good against some squads. But I mean, we were talking about Russ and the Broncos offense. I'll take Geno here. Yep. 
I have nothing against that. I think uh, I think the look ahead was actually minus six, and it's moved all the way down to three and a half. So that might be a little bit of an overreaction there. Yeah, no, I'll gladly take Gino here. I mean, he's he's humming along. He's still got the best completion percentage. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Their offense isn't the problem, obviously. No, nope. Like we said, Gino's going to get get a nice little payday here in the off season. Mm-hmm. And I actually I saw the coaches um, on something the other day, and, and Belichick's getting twenty a year now, twenty mil. What? I said yeah. I said he was the highest paid coach. I think with incentives <clears throat> and everything, like behind the scenes. Belichick makes twenty million a year. It said it cuts what it comes out to. It had like McVeigh at like fourteen. Really? Yeah. Because the college guys are up at like nine. You know, like Saban or no Lane Kiffin was nine. Saban's like eleven. Dion six now or whatever. Yeah, he's just over five. Like it, it escalates up to six. Like by year three or whatever or five. Well, yeah, the Belichick thing. I mean, are we starting to see it was a little bit more Tommy or was it Bill? I mean, he does need a better quarterback than Mac Jones. They were saying, you know, Tom's the true free agent again here at the end of the season with Tampa Bay. Mm. They said with the Garoppolo dinged up. You know, who knows what Trey's doing? He might need a little more time than even the start of the season. They go, let's just try Tom Tom one more time with the Niners. And that'd be ball game. Yeah. Can you imagine Tom with all those weapons? So they said, get ready for them to revisit that. Give him one year with the Niners, maybe two if he wants it. That'd be unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, that'd be unreal. Tom, CMC, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. With that defense? Ball game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give them the trophy right now. Uh, what else you got here? Well, okay. I mean, we were talking about Kansas City against the spread the last eight games. So I saw they, they travel into Denver this week, and I saw the line, and I text one of my buddies that's the biggest Broncos fan that I know, and I said, hello, Mr. Shep. I go, can you recall the last time the Broncos were getting nine points at home? against Kansas City and he goes actually I can't and that was with all those garb quarterbacks Drew Locke and company yeah um yeah who else was there I mean dude all those crap quarterbacks and the Broncos can't score but nine I mean this is their Super Bowl by the way Brock Osweiler yeah exactly <laughs> so give me the nine against the KCer but if you're with me Hold out a little bit because this line's not going down. It's just going to creep up. And if that could get to the 10, it'd be unbelievable. But I'll take the Bronx plus the nine. Yeah, I mean, their defense isn't the problem. It's just they need a little help on the other side of the ball. I don't know if you saw they were kind of making a big deal. The the national or the, the Twitter feeds and stuff for the Broncos, they removed the pictures of Russ as, as the guy, like the face of it. And no they, way. They swapped it out like for some other guys on defense and stuff. They're like, wow, even like the media guys for the Broncos are taking the QB off of it. Sure. How does that make you feel if you're Russ? Wow. Yeah. Um, there was a stat. There's this guy, Stucky, that um, I, I saw he came up with this stat. The Ravens. There were uh, O. The teams were O, zero wins, and 206 losses. When you give up two turnovers, you don't receive any, and <laughs> you score less than 10 points, you lose every time, but not against the Bronx. Mm-mm. That's incredible. So the, that's the first time a team has ever won, giving up two turnovers and 
scoring a whopping 10 points and winning the ball game. Huh. Incredible. It is. So, uh, so far, I've got Detroit minus two and a half. We got Arizona plus the one and a half. And then we're also teasing Arizona up to seven and a half to the Bengals pick them. And I've got one more teaser to rock and roll with those guys. How about the Ravens? The Ravens are traveling into Pittsburgh. Looks like without Lamar, obviously. That's why they're getting the three. We're going to bump that up to nine. Ravens plus nine. I saw a stat. If there was ever, between these two teams, if one of the teams was ever favored between um, or uh, higher than three points, they're like 18-0 and against the spread. That's how close these games always are. And the over-under is only 38 We'll take the Ravens plus nine to wrap it up with AC and the Bengals there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if their defense hangs on, they have the better kicker. So and that work. Huntley guy, I mean, he's definitely capable. Yeah. You know, so plus nine in that game gets serious. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's going to do it for week 14 here for us for the NFL. Don't forget Twitter and Instagram. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. And guys, don't forget those reviews out there. If you go to Apple Podcasts and hook us up, we appreciate it. That always helps us out. And you can do not even on Apple Podcasts. You can do it at Spotify or wherever. And maybe you're out there thinking, I've already left a review. No problem. Grab your wife's or your lady friends and use their phone. And we'd appreciate that, too. Yep. And we'll pick a couple winners and mail you out some hats. That is true. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. See ya. See ya.